Storm Bowling Products. The Bowlers Company presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Steve Klimkin and Tim Berg. Storm's Executive Director of Marketing and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us on the Above180.com podcast is Christian Ascona. Christian bowled collegiately at Lindenwood University. Christian, it's Tim Berg and Coach K. Steve Klempkin here. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Christian, you graduated from Lindenwood back in 2016. We always like to begin these podcasts by asking someone who chose to bowl in college what their thought was and their thought process was when it came to choosing a college. So, why did you choose Lindenwood? Um, that was actually a very, uh, I guess, different, um, uh, different story, if you may, if you may say. So I was, uh, I was in high school in Puerto Rico. I was born and raised there, um, and I was actually on my junior year in college. And at that point in time. I pretty much had the best, um, the my pretty much my best youth year representing my country internationally. Um, I did really good at a tournament, a PAPCON tournament that we had in Dominican Republic, where at the time all the youth superstars were there. You had Marshall Kent, you had Kyle King, EJ Tackett, Andrew Koff. And I proceeded to actually win the event. And next thing I know, after I do that, a week later, I'm getting contacted by colleges trying to, like, get me on in their schools. And I was only a junior in high school. So <laughs> um, the, the best offer I got was from Lindenwood. And, but they told me that you know, that they weren't sure if it could work out because they could only guarantee the offer they had uh, for that particular year. That tournament was in June or July, and I and they wanted me technically to be in school late August. Um, so, I, you know, I, ta- I had a conversation with my family. I talked to them, and uh, I, you know, to see what they thought, and Basically, I found a way. Uh, thankfully, I went to a high school that offered a lot of like really good AP classes and advanced classes that were, um, you know, uh, to the level that most high schools were in, in senior year. So I pretty much ended up finding out that I only needed two more classes to be able to get a diploma uh, and graduate high school. So basically, I made the uh, last minute decision to take two court two two classes in summer during the during the end of the summer. Uh, I took two classes to pretty much get to Lindenwood in August and take the best offer that I had to go to college, which which was them. So you were pretty young then when you actually headed there. Was that a tough move? I mean, going from from Puerto Rico to kind of the heartland of of the United States. 
Oh yeah, I had just turned seventeen. <laughs> I had just turned wow. seventeen, and I was mm. and I was moving out of the country by myself. <laughs> wow. So what was that like? A little bit. What kind of uh, what kind of a transition did you have? And and I mean, just there's a lot of nuances when you're a, a student athlete and a college bowler and going to college, uh, just trying to learn all those steps uh, takes just as far as you know getting your clothes washed and and paying the bills and all that stuff that's that's a pretty big move what was that like for you yeah it was uh it was definitely it was definitely difficult uh at first at least for the first year or two um i had no car i had no car in the states i thankfully the bowling center was right next to the campus so i walked about a mile and a half two miles every day to go to go practice um um, so you were in good shape I, then. That's for sure. You lugging those balls around. <laughs> yeah, when I started college, I was. Yes, yes. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, I stay. I lived in, on campus, um, and yeah, I mean, of course, all those little things that you don't think about when you're you're a kid. I start doing your own laundry and like finding what what to eat, you know, what's for dinner and all those things. It was definitely <laughs> it was definitely a learning experience and but mostly I mean mostly the hard part for me was just being away from my family for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. And so thinking back then um who are your who are some of the the teammates that kind of helped you through that process? So when I first got there, I probably have to say that the in in the bowling program at the time, the guy, the nicest guy ever, that like did didn't know a single thing about me and just op- you know open all all the doors and always offered help and always try to give me a ride and whatever was actually Brad Miller. Uh, Brad Miller mm-hmm. went to Lenawood. I'm not sure if many people know that. Um, uh, and yeah, he was a senior when I was a freshman and he actually helped me out quite a bit, at least from the standpoint of like feeling accepted and feeling like, you know, you'll be okay. That's cool. And that's, there's a guy, everybody knows him from the Brad and Kyle show now. And of course he's made quite a few shows uh, on the PBA tour and, and uh, that's pretty cool to have somebody like that veteran uh, in college take uh, kind of take you under his wing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He would, um, uh, we would actually bowl, um, me being a freshman, uh, I was already bowling for money. I wasn't bowling uh, youth anymore. Um, we would travel. I I don't think we traveled together, but he would like, you know, asked me to bowl doubles tournaments for money with him or let me know where the tournaments were and, you know, go here, don't go there, this is good, this is not. It was actually very helpful. And then what as far as coaches go, too? What did you pick up as far as your coaches there at the university? You, so you probably learned a lot and probably shared a lot of bowling knowledge as well with Brad and the rest of the, the players on your team being so accomplished just going into the program. It, I can tell you, um, my my coach in college was probably like it, he he he's the best. Brandy Lightfoot uh, still to this day means a lot to me. Unfortunately, uh, we don't get to catch up as often as I as I would want to. But 
uh, he actually helped me so much. And just his experience from bowling on tour so many years ago and, you know, and bowling against other, like, just competing in general, all these tricks to calm yourself down and stay focused. And mm. it's not even necessarily, you know, we really ne hardly ever worked on physical games or like, uh, you know, strategy. It was more about just how to be a competitor. And I love that about him. Mm. He's the only coach I've ever had that just, just wanted, just wanted you to know how to compete, how to, how, how to, you know, behave yourself, how to, how to carry yourself, how to control your emotions, all that, all that stuff. And I mean, it clearly paid off as we, ended up winning a national title and just in um I think it was my second year bowling. Wow, and then then fast forwarding to last weekend at the PBA Players Championship in the South Region there down at AMF University Lanes in Tampa, not uh, not too far away from uh, from everyone there over at Kegel. You end up qualifying second. You'll be bowling there. Um, you're going to be there this week, but it won't be on for a little bit in the middle of February. We'll catch you guys. But t talk about that experience and really what led to some of your success on the lanes uh, at the PBA Tour. Well, that this last weekend was um, it was really it was really interesting. I mean, of course, it ended up going great for me, but um, it was uh, that center that we bowled on is mostly recreational. There's no people like I, I got interviewed right after we were done bowling, and they asked me how big of an advantage did I have because I lived nearby. And I literally told the guy, I've lived here for four years and I've bowled in this center one time, literally one time in four years. Mm -hmm. So there's no tournament there. There's barely any leagues, uh, you know, so it's, uh, it's one of those centers that it, it, it's hard to compete in because if they do have leagues, they probably keep them on one side of the center. So all the other side of the center only gets open play. So the lanes behave entirely different. That side of the center doesn't have a defined track. Um, the approaches are not necessarily the best. Uh, even though AMF did an amazing job uh, sanding them a couple of weeks before the tournament, of course, most people know freshly sanded approaches, wood approaches tend to be really slick. Mm. So just battling with, you know, battling with the environment. It was a very interesting weekend which i think that that's why scores ended up being so much lower in our region compared to others we we the environment just just made it that way and christian it's funny because out here in arizona we had the same circumstance i went and watched some of the qualifying on on saturday and sunday and it's at a center that doesn't have a lot of leagues i actually am in one of the leagues there but it doesn't have a lot of leagues in it and there's a it's almost like it's a clean but it was almost like it's a clean slate for everyone so there's no real advantage to any player yep. did you did is that how you kind of felt too that you know you have all the you know the big superstars down there from you know Dick Allen, Tom Doherty, Jesper and they're all kind of figuring their way through the through the house just like you know just like you and all the other players are who haven't bowled there at all or very few times yeah, for sure. I mean, if, if anything, the only ones that I know that that bowled well and had any advantage at all 
if you want to call it that, might have been Dick Allen and Tom Doherty because I'm not sure if they've run that regional before, but there there was a PBA regional sometime in, tw- in 2020, last year. I don't remember when exactly, but as soon as COVID, as soon as PBA st- decided to start running events again, they did a regional in that center, and I unfortunately was out of town. I could not attend. I, I, I didn't attend, but they did, and Doherty actually won that one. So, you know, I'm sure for him it was – it feels good to know that you're bowling at a place you've won before. But but besides that one event, I, I don't remember ever there being any other event there. So now you're making, you know, as far as a national show, and this is for a major championship and with all the, the money on the line, you talked a little bit about some of your lessons and stuff you learned in college from, from Randy Lightfoot. You're going to be leaning on uh, some of that stuff, I assume, here. How are your nerves right now, and how's your kind of your confidence level, and what do you what do you feel here going in? Um, I, I do, yeah. There, I mean, so, a lot of the tricks that he taught us, I, I use – almost every time I bowl. I mean, whenever the stakes get high and your heart rate starts going up and, you know, you start your 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 brain starts wondering, that's when I I make sure to, you know, go through the process and make sure that I'm calm and that I'm focused on the right thing and all that. So, yeah, for sure. I mean, those are strategies that I've been using and I'll for sure use on the show. Um, but, and to be honest, I, I don't know. I feel, I, I'm, I'm, ex- I'm excited more than nervous. Like I'm, I'm very excited. Mm. I'm excited that I'm excited that I made the show in the only region that everyone has a title. Uh, I'm excited that it's against those guys. And I don't know. I've always been that way. I've always been, I've always felt like, if, I, if I'm going to win, I want to be the best. That's just how I've always felt. So I think it's going to be really cool. I'm just I'm looking forward to it more than anything. And I think, you know, one of the things you had mentioned there too, and this will be kind of my final question, uh, but it looks like, you know, looking at the players uh, who did advance, it's about the most diverse uh, group of, of players, I think, of, of any of these regions uh, between – uh, the different ways that the lefties attack them, they'd be in balance between two hand two handers, right handers and left handers. Um, do you have any kind of a, a strategy going in here specific to how you uh, are looking to play them or are you just gonna kinda kinda roll with the punches? Um, no. I mean I don't I don't really have any particular strategy. Uh, I I mean it's a different it's a different environment. We're bowling in a different center at a different time. Um, you know, I think we're just all going to show up and we're all going to make our plans on the spot and we're all going to decide how we want to attack the lanes and break down the pattern. And at that point, you know, I feel like it's going to be more so on the fly. Whoever makes the right choice right before the lights, turn on that's that's going to be the the person on top 
All right. Well, Christian Ascona, I want to thank you for being here today on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight Podcast. All the best of luck with the tournament and then moving forward. Have a, a bright future, it seems, out there on the PBA Tour. So we'll be uh, we'll be keeping our eye on you and, and, uh, and look forward to having you on again soon. But all the best of luck uh, coming up here this weekend. Thank you, Sarah. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me.